Hey there, everyone. I'm Ash Bullington, and you're watching The Fifth Quarter. It's our Friday Night Raffle Show, where we bring you everything that happened around the greater Houston area for not only Texas high school football, but now high school basketball. It's been an exciting time, and as playoffs for high school football are coming to a close and a lot of games being played Saturday, we also have some basketball scores. We're going to start with our football, though, obviously. Uh, a little bit of small school action tonight as Columbus played Hallettsville. Columbus is moving on to the next round. They won 48 to 25 over Hallettsville. We also had East Bernard, the Bramas, playing against Ganado. Uh, East Bernard wins 30 to 10. They are 14 and 0 on the season, and they will advance to the Division II semifinals for the second year in a row. And they're going to face the Winner of Danger, Dangerfield or versus, or Pewitt, whoever wins that game. Uh, but let's get into some boys basketball now. Uh, you know, season starting out, a lot of these teams are playing in tournaments right now. We had some good ones. Uh, Spring the Spring Creek Classic had several Houston teams up in Mansfield this week. Um, but Shadow Creek played tonight. Uh, they won their first few games and blowout fashion, but they lose to South Grand Prairie tonight, 63-71. Uh, to 71. Top performers in that game, though, are Will Young, and Will Young, who was on our recruiting trail today. Take a look at that one. It's really good. And Ramon Walker, Young had 26 points. Walker had 13. Down here in the Katy Classic, Morton Ranch played Cy Springs. Uh, Morton Ranch won that one, 85-74. In the silver bracket for that, uh, Cy Lakes, Cy Lakes won 56 to, over Katie Taylor, 42. Uh, Jersey Village played to Caney, uh, and Jersey Village won 65 to 63. Uh, for that Katie Classic, the gold bracket tomorrow has Morton Ranch playing Eisenhower and Klein Forest playing Seven Seven Lakes to see who will take the championship of the Katie or say will take the champion of the gold of the gold bracket for. Uh, for the Katie Classic, then in the silver bracket as well, who plays tomorrow? Cy Lakes plays Katie Paytow. Jersey Village plays Cy Creek for the silver bracket. Uh, a few more scores from around to the greater Houston area. Uh, North Shore football plays tomorrow against Atascacita, but tonight North Shore basketball played Episcopal. Uh, they won 63 to 56 over Episcopal. Uh, and then Fort Bend Travis played George Ranch, and they won 73 to 60. In the Paraland Classic, Angleton took down Wheatley. Uh, so we saw a tweet that said that Angleton really fought for that win, and they earned it. So congrats on that. Um, great. It's great to be getting into basketball. We have a ton of big football games tomorrow, though. So we've got two change times. 9.30 a.m. will be the first episode, which will have some high school basketball in it, previews of games coming up, as well as this East Bernard and Columbus uh, highlights. And then in the second episode, we will have all the action from Texas high school football uh, that happened on Saturday. It's going to be really exciting, so tune into that at 11 p.m. Don't forget to catch our extended coverage of the high school football season each week on The Warm-Up, presented by your local Houston area GEICO agents. We will get you ready for all the action this Thursday on all our social media outlets. Watch Inside High School Sports to catch this week's Chevy Spotlight, brought to you by your Houston area Chevy dealers. Visit your nearest Chevy dealer to test drive their award-winning products. Hey there everyone, I'm Ash Bullington here with producer of Chevrolet's Inside High School Sports, Robert Sheik. And Robert, we have some exciting news for everyone. 
What's that? That we're on twice tomorrow. That's, the, yeah, I should probably, <laughs> I probably should have been on top of that. Yes, uh, apparently I'm doing a second show tomorrow. Um, yes, two shows, 9.30 a.m. Um, and then the big one at 11 p.m. one will have uh, all the highlights from Saturday football action. So uh, two fun shows in the morning. Um, we'll have the two Friday night games from tonight in Class 3A. And then um, Adam Coleman from the Houston Chronicle will join us to break down the Saturday action. And obviously there's a lot of good action on Saturday. So you'll want to catch that. We have some basketball highlights um, for you as well. And then Saturday night we'll do it all over again and be much more football-centric with a lot of football highlights. And, I mean, Robert might not have got it at first, but he's excited for <laughs> yes. it. He's yes. so excited. And we're all excited here at Inside High School Sports for that 11 p.m. time Absolutely. slot, which we will be moving to. Uh, but we didn't have much going on tonight. I got to talk about basketball scores in the first in the first segment. Well, we, we had two fun 3A games. We did, yes, but we did have two fun 3A games. We can talk about those a little bit as East Bernard played Ganado. Ganado, Ganado. Yeah. And uh, Columbus played Hallettsville <laughs> yep. and both won. Yeah, absolutely. East Bernard, um, I guess we'll start there. You know, this program just continues to just roll on every single year. And, you know, that that ops, triple option offense is, is just dang near unstoppable. Devin Chapman with a big game tonight for the Bramas. And uh, jumped out to a 30-10 to 10 halftime lead, and I believe that was the final. Um, East Bernard looks like a state champion type team. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely setting up. I haven't checked. Uh, the other statewide scores, but it looks like it could be setting up for East Bernard and Canadian, both ranked one and two in the state, um, and they seem to be on a collision course to meet at AT&T Stadium in a couple of weeks in the state championship. That would be a lot of fun. I think it's cool that during during the season, we don't really get to cover these teams as much, but during playoffs, we get to go out and get some of those small sure, school games absolutely. that we don't normally oh, yeah. get on the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. We always love, uh, you know, getting, getting um, getting new teams and getting different teams on the show and and yeah like you mentioned you know East Bernard we don't necessarily see a ton of during the regular season just because we're we're so full with some some great 5a and 6a action um, but it's always fun getting down to those those um, small schools in the small towns and there's good football down there uh, down there for sure and we'll get into um, another player at that level here in a minute um, when we start talking about Columbus but um, yeah it's 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 fun for us uh, too, to get to see some different teams and it's funny because we say different team but it seems like we see East Bernard at this round at you know at this deep in the playoffs every single year what a great job that program has done um, two state championships and Wade Bossy has been there for a little while now and he has that thing um, like a well-oiled machine and the crazy thing about this year's team the, the quarterback Dallas Novichki is just a sophomore so that program is definitely set up you know, tradition never graduates, that old that old phrase, but, um, you know, when you have a sophomore quarterback playing at this level, and and I, we, we've seen East Bernard throw the ball a little bit more than perhaps in years past, too, um, or at least it, it seems that way to me. So, um, you know, when you have a quarterback that good at that level, that that's a complete game changer and can really elevate you from one of those top-tier programs to an elite-level program you know, that can win multiple state championships potentially. Most definitely. And what about this? Not that I'm just going to go ahead and call that or <laughs> I anything, mean, but. we like to make bold predictions <laughs> here. 
uh, as in DFW where we said that Highland Park was going to win last week. I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about Columbus now. Um, what are we seeing from this team? They had a really good win last week. They have another really good win under their belts where it doesn't seem like they have as much, it, I don't want to say as much competition, but mm -hmm. they're winning well. Oh, they're, they're absolutely playing great. And, you know, this team, we'll start at the running back position. Tyree Simchick with a monster game tonight, 233 yards and five touchdowns. What a performance by him. I don't care what level you're playing at. The way he was dominating, the way he was breaking tackles, some of his touchdown runs, trust me, you're going to want to see these highlights. Yes, he, he, could, he could certainly play at, at a higher level than, than, than Class 3A. Um, so don't, don't, say, don't roll your eyes and say, oh, okay, well, it's a, it's a lower level of, of competition or classification. No, this, this kid's a player for sure. Uh, and, and we've seen it a few weeks now. We, we've had Columbus on the show a few weeks now. And it just seems like the, the Cardinals just keep you, – you can't slow down that offense. They just keep finding ways to score points. Quarterback is Brock Schobel, the son of former NFL player Aaron Schobel, who played for the Patriots, the Bills, I want to say. Um, and, yeah, that, that uh, you know, Columbus may not have the traditional power name that we're used to in the Houston area like East Bernard, but this Cardinals team can certainly play. And, uh, you know, the, the Cardinals are in the state semifinals next week against Grandview from up uh, outside of Fort Worth. The Zebras. Yeah, the Zebras. The Zebras. And Hopefully the Zebras won't be on the Zebra <laughs> side. Um. So, I mean, we we're talking about small schools and all that. It's cool, and you say, like, people might discredit those, those smaller schools. And you see, you see that, but you don't understand the, the amount of work that goes into those smaller oh, schools. Oh, absolutely. You don't have as much, you don't have as many kids to pick from. Like, yep. you kind of are going with what you have. And when you can make it work, it's, it's almost a bigger accomplishment. Yeah, no I hate no to question. say that. Yeah, I don't want to no. take away anything from anybody else. But yeah. to me, it's almost a bigger accomplishment to play against schools like that. Absolutely, and especially for programs that don't necessarily have the, the tradition, it's almost even more remarkable because, you know, that's one advantage that, um, especially at that level, you know, a program like East Bernard has. When you go deep in the playoffs, all those younger players, the freshmen, the sophomores, those guys are getting extra practice reps for another month, you know, four, mm -hmm. five, six weeks. And that's invaluable when you start looking ahead to the next season and down the road as those guys get that kind of experience playing, you know, practicing against the varsity players and, you know, spending time on the sidelines as those JV guys move up to varsity in the playoffs and just spending time on the sidelines, learning the culture, seeing the way those guys handle themselves and those guys, of course, learned it from the guys before, from the guys before, and that's where you really start to see, um, you know, that's such a game changer, I think, at that level. And so if you're a program like Columbus that may not have gone that deep as much in recent years, to see the Cardinals doing that right now is, is to me, that's even more impressive. And um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully Columbus will keep on rolling and, and uh, we'll see them at AT&T Stadium in a couple weeks potentially in the 3A Division One state title game. That would be exciting. Uh, so speaking of tradition-rich, we've got some tradition-rich programs. Wow, look at that. Look at that yes. spin right there. Good, we've got some tradition-rich programs playing tomorrow on Saturday, uh, one being North Shore versus Atascacita. I am actually extremely excited for this game. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, these two teams, 
it's, it's, it's eerie, and we mentioned it on our Throwback Thursday um, this week. It, it's kind of eerily similar to um, 2016. North Shore avenged a loss to Katie and um, then had to turn around. And at that time, North Shore and Atascocito were district rivals, if I, if I recall correctly. But North Shore had to turn around and play Atascocito the very next week. And Atascocita pulled the upset and knocked off North Shore. And there's no reason to think Atascocita can't do that again. This Eagles team absolutely can. Outside of that one loss to Katie in week two, Atascocita's been beating teams by 50, 60, 70 points every single week. And even in the playoffs, it's, it's, it's been 30, 40, 50-point wins. It's, it's almost... I, I don't feel like Atascacita has gotten enough credit this season for being as dominant as it has been because people will just say, well, they lost to Katie in week two. Well, you know what? The Eagles are going to get their chance tomorrow to you know, show that maybe that game, that's not who Atascacita is. Atascacita is a team that played those other 12, 13 games or whatever. And if that team shows up... Uh, North Shore is going to have its hands full tomorrow, for sure. I'm excited to see how Atascacita's defense does against another strong offense. Yeah, no question. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it'll be interesting on both sides of the ball. We know Atascacita can score points with Bryce Matthews. Bryce Matthews, excuse me, I'm all over my tongue tonight, I guess. Um, but, yeah, with, we know Atascacita can score some points. How can anyone shut down this North Shore offense is a completely different question. And that's what Atascacita is going to have to figure out. We saw Katie, you know, Katie was able to slow down North Shore early in the season. Uh, Westfield was able to slow down North Shore early in the season. But since then, nobody has. And we saw, you know, North Shore turn around and hang 56, I believe it was, on, on Katie last week. So, yeah, uh, good luck uh, to, you know, to the Atascacita coaching staff trying to, trying to figure out how to slow down Demetrius Davis in that North Shore attack. Uh, so another big game that we have on the docket is Manville versus Marshall and their third meetup in the last two years. Um, this is going to be an exciting showdown. Oh, yeah, absolutely. These two teams, all they do is play fun, wild, unbelievably great games. And you, you want to see some speed on the field. You want to see some Division One level talent. You, you don't have to just be at, six, at the 6A level. This game, 5A Division Two. Just unbelievable um, the amount of speed on both teams. And, you know, of course, Fort Ben Marshall had the um, state championship track team last year. And a national championship yeah, track yeah, team. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of those guys play football too. Devon A. Chain, of course, is, is foremost um, among them. What he brings to the table, that guy, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know. You, would, you don't want to see that guy's career come to an end. You want to be able to watch a guy like that just play over and over year after year after year. Um, you we'll know, have to watch he, him at a next year. At, at most, he has three games left in his high school career. Um, you know, he, he gets one tomorrow, and, and we'll see. Um, but that Manville, Manville team is, is really, really good. Two years ago, the Mavs, of course, made it to state and lost um, at the last second in the last minute to Highland Park. Um, completely different roster but it's it seems like the exact same team even a completely different coaching staff or head at least the head coaching level um but what this 
Manville team has done this year is really impressive. It's so hard to beat a team as good as Marshall twice in one season. Mm -hmm. We'll see if the Mavs have that in them tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that one for sure. Uh, so a team that we you have been very big on all season, but we haven't really gotten to talk about a ton, is Westfield. And yeah. they play Dallas Jesuit, who kind of is the dark horse yeah. of Texas high school football playoffs yeah. uh, with that really remarkable offense that they have behind EJ Smith. But Westfield's one of those defenses that can almost shut anybody down. Yeah, so this game is uh, 6 o'clock at, at NRG Stadium. And EJ Smith, if you're unaware, for the running back for Dallas Jesuit is the son, son of NFL Hall of Famer Emmett Smith. Yes, he so, is. <laughs> so he he has some good genetics, um, probably, um, and he caught a 95-yard touchdown last week against Klein Collins. So the Tigers, um, you know, got a little um, firsthand knowledge of just how good he is. Westfield, though, is Klein Collins has a great defense, but I feel like Westfield this year, that that Mustangs defense is even a step above. It's kind of at its own level. And as we just mentioned, mentioned Westfield held North Shore to 24 points um, earlier this season. That's the second lowest North Shore has been held to, it seems like, in probably two or three years, to be honest, but definitely this year. Um, the difference with this Westfield team, Westfield always has a really good defense. It seems like the difference this year is that offense can put up points, too. Ashton Callaway is a wide receiver to keep an eye on. He was a MVP bobblehead winner a few weeks ago. and. and this team just continues to just imp just overly impress me every single week. It seems like um, you know you, you you don't think like you don't think they can continue to beat teams the way that they are. And uh, but the Mustangs do. They keep finding ways to just just hammer teams and just physically dominate teams. And yeah, I would be surprised if Westfield um, doesn't take care of Dallas Jesuit tomorrow. Oh, big predictions. Yeah. As somebody who does a lot of stuff with, D with DFW as well, as long as that Westfield defense can shut down EJ e. Smith, I think they have a very good chance. Absolutely. Because he seems yeah. to, he's scored 11 touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, if you take it out of EJ Smith's hands, you're going you're gonna to do some yeah. good stuff. Yep. Uh, another big team that actually went to state last year, Shadow Creek, they play Maynor. Maynor. Hey, Maynor. Uh, they play they play Maynor. Um, if they can win this one, they kind of seem to have almost a clear path to make it back to the state championship. Yeah, um, and let's look and see who would be awaiting Shadow Creek. It would be the winner of San Antonio Wagner and Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, who actually played in a oh, well, San Antonio Wagner's up seventy four to seven, so we'll go ahead and call that a final. Yeah, so that would be a that would potentially set up a rematch from last year's state semifinals game which Shadow Creek was trailing um, Wagner um, late in that ball game, if I, if I remember correctly. And the Shadow Creek kind of pulled its uh, rabbit out of the hat that we've, we've seen a few times in the playoffs the last couple of years with a big second half comeback. And um, yeah, that would certainly be an, an entertaining game. But this Shadow Creek team, you know, they get down 24-7 last week to Foster and the Sharks just keep, you know, it's they just somehow it's just, pull it out yeah, of hat. the hat. They flip the switch, and it, it, that offense is just so good. The defense is so good. You know, again, Division One talent all over the field mm -hmm. at all sorts of positions, and it's it's 
this team seems like it's been on a mission since, you know, since, you know, what, whatever it was, December 22nd last year. It seems like it's been on a mission since December 23rd to get back to AT&T Stadium. Shadow Creek did not play its best game last year at the state championship, you know, in the state championship game. The only loss of the season, you could tell, you know, we were there. You could, you could tell that loss really stung with that group. And so many of those guys are back on this year's team, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And quarterback Kyron Jones was just a sophomore last year. He got forced into duty. He was the, he was the backup quarterback. Got forced into action due to an injury um, to the starting quarterback at the time. And you know, he you could tell he grew up getting that experience at Cowboys Stadium or AT&T Stadium. You could tell he grew up during that experience, and he put a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too, to know that he wanted to to get back and get another opportunity. And that, that whole team really has, it seems like it's had that approach all season long, taking care of business, just destroying teams, breaking their will. And, you know, after knocking out Foster last week, beating, beating the Falcons for the second, second time this year, it's hard for me to see Shadow Creek losing. Um, you know, potentially, you know, obviously next week it would be San Antonio Wagner. Um, and then, you know, potentially a showdown with Frisco Lone Star, who's the top-ranked team in the state in Class 5A. So, um, I'm feeling some Shadow Creek mojo coming. Yeah. If and, I have and, to pick between the two, I might go Shadow Creek. Yeah, and but don't overlook Maynard this week either. You know, Maynard's record, um, let me see if I can pull it up here, 8-5. and five, But, you know, it's those teams that, that get hot at the right time, and you never know, you know, what kind of injuries or what kind of, what kind of things teams battled early in the year. And um, but teams teams can catch fire, you know, and that's this is when it matters the most. And you know, as we'll get into if we get into the six A Division two game, we'll we'll talk some more about that. But um, you know, those those records, what you did in the the regular season, you know, none of that stuff matters right now. All that matters is winning on Saturday, and that's what Chatter Creek has in front of it. And that's why we have playoffs, and not just two teams like NCAA. Yeah, get yeah. to go and. For the championship, so that other six six A Division two again that we were talking about, yep. that you were talking about teams getting hot, Katie Taylor and Side Creek. Yeah, two I mean, teams that got hot at the right time. Yeah, no, Side Creek lost its first three games of the year. Nobody panicked, and you know the the Cougars have kind of found found their mojo and have won nine out of the last ten. Katie Taylor lost the last three regular season games. Now those were three really tough regular season games to the other three teams that made the playoffs out of Katie ISD which of course is Katie, Katie Tompkins, and Maid Creek. And, you know, no panic again from the Mustangs, and the Mustangs have kind of found their way in the postseason, and, you know, here you go, here you are. You're playing at NRG Stadium with a trip to the state semifinals on the line. Um, you know, best, best run in school history for the, for the Katie Taylor Mustangs, and it's been fun to watch, and, and you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, one of these two teams is, is – um, going to play in the state semifinals next week. So, you know, and that's, that's definitely a thing for kids to remember next season and down the road. Just because you face a little, a little adversity early in the season, you, you lose a couple games early in the season, it's not time to panic. Stay with it, and, you know, you never know what, what might be in store for you. And, you know, you look at Cy Creek and what, what Cy Creek and Katie Taylor have done 
in the postseason, and you know it's been a memorable season for both of those teams. You don't have to be 16 and 0 to win a state championship. Exactly. You, you absolutely Moral do not. of the story. You absolutely do not. <laughs> um, so Robert, we've got some big games tomorrow. I know you have a ton of work to do. This is the hardest working man in here at the moment. Um, so just to just to close things up, what are you most excited for tomorrow? Um, besides your 11 p.m. show, obviously. But what yeah. are you most excited for tomorrow? And what do you kind of what do, what do you want to take away from the rest of the week now that we're going into yeah, the rest of the I, I'm just really excited to see uh, you know how these games play out. Um, you know, especially that Marshall Manville game, and, and uh, keep your eye on a task to see to, uh, You know, don't don't sleep I've on got the Eagles. Feeling. Yeah, I I, uh, I would not be surprised in the least um, to see a task to see to pull that upset. Um, but yeah, Manville Marshall should be an absolute classic. And you know, really all these games. I mean, you know, again, just hats off to these these kids and these coaches for all the work they put in all season. Um, and getting to this point is, is quite an accomplishment. When anytime you're playing um, into December you've done something right. So congratulations to everyone, um, you know, who's, who's still playing for sure. Awesome. Well, Robert, thank you for joining us, and thank you for watching the fifth quarter. Don't forget, tomorrow, Chevrolet's Inside High School Sports is on twice, once at 9.30 a.m., and then a whole other show at 11 p.m. Watch them be there. You want to. It's on KHU 11. Uh, but until next time, thank you for watching the fifth quarter.